So Tim, I was thinking we do this thing where instead of just running the intro music first, we uh, start speaking a little bit first and then we run the intro music. Well, that sounds like a really dreadful idea, mate. But you know me, I'm super open-minded. Welcome to Appetite for Production, a message in a bottle for someone who knows what a multiband transient shaper is. And what actually is Appetite for Production without the metaphor, tell me. Uh, it's, it's a podcast about music production and music software and producer problems. What are we going to talk about today, James? We're going to be talking about monetizing your music on SoundCloud. It sounds like a non-starter. Hit me. Moby's selling more stuff. Yeah, man. He's a real uh, philanthropist. New isotope stuff, free and otherwise. More freebies from Isotope. Crazy Psytrance speaking synths. It's a bit early for Psytrance, bruv. And a bit of randomness from the Ableton Probability Pack. Oh, wow. How random. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's uh, do it to it. You sound like you've got something really important to tell me. Yes. SoundCloud, Tim. You love it. Yeah, it's been there for me. SoundCloud is launching a sort of monetization uh, thing for their pro and unlimited subscribers. Okay. So now I assume this is something kind of like a YouTube thing where they'll give you money back. I don't know if it means that it's going to be advert ridden. Yeah. I, I think they're starting it now. SoundCloud pro and unlimited subscribers can now make money, probably based on volume of plays. And that's what I want to know. Where is the money coming from? It's going to be ads, surely. It could well be ads, but the pro... Or data? They Can they sell data and give the artist a bit mm, of money? Maybe. SoundCloud Pro and Unlimited do cost money. They do cost money. It's kind of weird how you're giving them money and then you're kind of scraping it back. I mean, yeah. I'd imagine most people won't be getting back their subscription fee. Well, I guess it beats... The current model, which is giving them money <laughs> and not getting anything back, which, uh, which we do because we're SoundCloud Pro. I'm not. I'm. Not, oh, oh, what the podcast is? Yeah. Because oh, okay, okay. You have to. Um, you have to be SoundCloud Pro if you want to get more than 180 minutes. On what this. are you talking about? I thought we made thousands upon thousands of pounds from this podcast. I'm kind of banking on it, to be honest, mate. So it doesn't. They haven't said at any point what it's going to be funded from. Other than the billions and billions and billions that SoundCloud don't have. Yeah. They're not exactly, you know, they are the embattled SoundCloud. So where is this going to come from? It must be ads, surely. That That's the only way I can see this working, actually. It's not ads. But because of this, more people will sign up to a £72 a year pro subscription in the blinkered belief that they're going to get hundreds back. And it's um, more of an aspirational thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's kind of like gambling on your own abilities to make music that people want to listen to. Which I guess is kind of exciting. I mean, it's certainly better than, like, going down the bookies or something. Yeah, it's better than gambling on what is basically random chance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe maybe you're a real shit-hot producer and everything. You've got some hot tracks that you know people are going to want to hear. And maybe, maybe in that case, you figure maybe you'll get... Some tunes that'll get millions of plays. I don't know. Maybe, maybe then it becomes worthwhile. I Can think. I pay a subscription to SoundCloud and benefit from other people's plays? 
Um, I don't think so it can works I like, like attach, that, I mean. attach myself to like Kendrick Lamar and say, okay, well, I'm paying for Kendrick's uh, pro subscription, so uh, give me all his money. I d- well, maybe that's something you could work out with Kendrick privately, but I'm sure he's really busy, to be honest, mate. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting, I guess. But So apparently, now naturally, you can only upload uh, original music to be monetized, and you can't have any copyright strikes. And you need well, to this be a means age. I can't do this, mate. I don't think because I had a copyright strike because I did a bootleg of an old jungle tune with "Always Be My Baby" by Mariah Carey, which I thought was hilarious. Sounds it. SoundCloud weren't so keen, and they copyright struck me. So no millions for Timmy. Yeah, well, I guess you deserve it. <laughs> do you know what? I really, really do? <laughs> oh, and this is sort of hot on the heels of Spotify saying they're going to let people upload stuff yeah, to Spotify. Man. And now SoundCloud saying they're going to let you have a bit of money. The two sort well, yeah. of seem to be coming closer together. Well, presumably, if you lo- upload your stuff to Spotify, they like pay you if it gets paid, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to pay anything to be... Yeah, you don't like... You don't have to pay anything to be a Spotify validated artist or yeah, whatever. So. Not in this new sort of program, yeah. So yeah, I know it's looking bad for Spotify, <laughs> me, which which is a shame because is, is it looking bad for Spotify or is it looking bad um, for SoundCloud? It's looking bad for SoundCloud. It's looking amazing for Spotify. Well, I don't know. I don't think they actually make any money. Well, I don't think yeah. they make any money. It's looking real bad for everybody apart from YouTube, isn't it? Well, <clears throat> I guess so. Yeah. Have you tried their uh, music app? Not in the slightest. No, me neither. And you think that we'd be the sort of people who'd be going to try that stuff first out of anybody. I think maybe we should try this app and uh, we should talk about it on the next podcast. Let's re- let's re- let's try and report back. I don't have to pay any money, though. Uh, so we'll see if there's a free trial or something. As yeah. someone who doesn't know what the app is all about at all. It lets you play no YouTube videos when YouTube isn't the app open, mate. Oh, How wow. about that? That is incredible. Something that it used to do free <laughs> and it's it's only a limited selection of youtube videos i don't know i think if you have like youtube red you can just watch any youtube video in the background i don't know oh so man. those three guys who have youtube red can... yeah they're, oh, they're loving it they're loving its functionality yeah hell yeah if you look at youtube there's complaints from the amount of money that the creators actually make when you look at spotify there are complaints from the artists and that the company's not doing good soundcloud there's a there are claims that the company's not doing good. Uh, Netflix is technically the only thing that's doing well, as far as I'm aware. Can I put my tunes on Netflix? Because I think that would really help. No. Oh. And Amazon Prime Video is absolutely god-awful in every country. Mm-hmm. But you're technically paying far less than that, because a lot of people have a Prime subscription anyway. It's... I. I I don't know. No one's figured this out yet. Maybe what we should do is uh, check this out. Mm-hmm. We emblazon every, let's say, a collection of songs such as an album onto a physical plastic what? disc. What? And we distribute those physical plastic discs to shops. And people can go to the shops or order them online, buy the physical plastic discs... Yeah. And um, we we do it that way so people get a fairer shot at the money. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. I mean, would people really want to listen to music in a physical format? I don't know. I don't know. 
Actually, you know, recently I saw someone uh, making the case that we should all just move back to MySpace. Well, yeah. With all this Facebook crap, I think MySpace could make a comeback you know, you if know, they tried. Do you know, I'd, I'd be totally down with that if you, that happened. You know, like an advertising campaign that says, Tom never forgot you. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, let's use this sort of 10-year-old system. Which yeah. Is yeah, sure it's got its problems, but it's a bit more genuine and a bit less sort of horrible data harvesting thing. Yeah. Also, I want to have like a load of HTML nonsense on a page yes. and like animated gifs and stuff. Yeah, and a bunch that, of like that stuff was cool, man. Bunnies spinning around and yeah, stuff. pirouetting um, forest animals. Yes. And MySpace what at least turned into what was basically a music platform by the end yeah uh so if they could just monetize myspace i mean like the thing is it's the money that's the problem i would like it if there was somewhere where i could just put all my music stuff and everything and say look here it is and not have to worry about it disappearing because that's kind of spot not spotify that's kind of soundcloud at the moment Mm. but you just think what if soundcloud disappears then i don't have any I, i think that's true for a lot of people if your soundcloud's gone you then you basically don't have any kind of presence at all apart from maybe like a twitter account or something yeah it's it's tough i mean that yeah myspace was that you would upload playlists and albums and eps and stuff like that and it had that social aspect soundcloud doesn't have a social aspect i, I kind of thank nah, god really, for that yeah. because that would make it terrible but let's see what happens I mean, everyone sort of tries to put a little social ridiculousness like spotify and like connect with your friends like i don't want to know what my friends are listening to they all have awful taste <laughs> I like that about Spotify. <laughs> it makes me it makes me feel good when I see somebody listening to something embarrassing, but sometimes I won't want to listen to something really embarrassing because I know mm. that people can see it. Mm. I don't know, brave new world. Let's uh let's keep track of it. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. I'm re- I really do want to go back to my space so I can leave you out of my top 8 friends by the way. And like have the 8th one as like I don't know, like Procter and Gamble or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Fuck you. <laughs> Burn. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's get on to some actual music software now. Wow. Recently, we've seen the release of Isotope. Uh, they've released a couple of things. One of them is free. Woo! Yeah. Air horn noise. This is Vocal Doubler. It's a very simple plugin which does a very simple thing and it has a very simple price which is zero and anyone can get it now. I don't like to do these things. They had uh, a delay plugin for free for a while. Vinyl is a free plugin from them. Yeah, Vinyl's cool, man. Yeah, and uh, so this is Vocal Doubler. Uh, what do you imagine it does? I imagine... I'm thinking of three letters, James. Can you? Do you know what they are? Uh, I think one of them is T. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is A. Yeah. And the other one is... D. Yeah, you did them in the wrong order. It does but... Tad. <laughs> yeah, Tad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is an automatic double tracking plugin that will uh, give you a John Lennon style lazy uh, vocal doubling. Well, it, it does. It, you can get a few things out of it, but yeah, basically it, it's doubling. It's sort of ADT. It's sort of bit spready. Of, do a bit of slapback stuff, I guess. Uh, I can imagine. I w- wouldn't necessarily oh. call it slapback. I think John Lennon had an actual slapback delay rather than just recording himself singing slightly later as well uh 
like who knows i'm sure there's someone who knows exactly what they did okay so yeah it's it's a free plugin it uh sounds decent it's good it's got sort of um it's got a separation controls variation control and an amount control and you got a little representation of that in the middle where you're dragging like a a ball around a semicircle which is what we all love to do <laughs> that's what most of my day is concerned with as a modern producer dragging balls along semicircles yeah dragon balls so, love uh, them i've actually got uh, a hit of vocal doubler if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to ingest one and see what it what it sounds like okay i'm going to take this and I've got a I've got a funny feeling it might take me back to a psychedelic sort of sixties Scouse experience, mate. Yeah. Should we give it a go? Let's let's give it a go. Are you, are you taking a drink with that pill or? Oh yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. I'm gonna slurp one down. Mm. Down the hatch. Mm. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, James, how's it going, la? Tim Tim, what's happening? Have you I've taken the pill and I'm I'm feeling kind of freaky and or groovy. Okay, uh, I, I can't hear you very well, and you seem to have disappeared. I think you've gone through a portal. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to go through this portal to continue my strange relationship with my son. Right, uh, could you, could you come back, maybe? Nah, mate, I'm off in my, my yellow submarine, la! Okay, uh, what if I just turn down the separation control? Oh, yeah, oh, I'm feeling a lot better now. Okay, oh, that okay. was horrible. Yeah, that was a bit extreme. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, guys. I can only apologise. Yeah, was that meant to be John Lennon? Yeah, that was my John Lennon impression. It's pretty good, though, <laughs> Sounds right? just like him. Isotope Vocal Doubler. It's free. Why not get it? And why not try it on things that aren't just vocals, such as, I don't know, guitars? Guitars? Guitars. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop doing these really horrible impressions. Okay, let's move on uh, to another Isotope release. Which well, yeah, is... why have they released the vocal doubler, James? It doesn't seem to be a coincidence, does it? Yeah, well, it seems like it was all just schmoozing us up for oh, the release what? of Isotope Nectar 3. <gasps> they also released Nectar Elements, like... Uh, a matter of months ago. So I think they were sort of... Maybe Nectar is the unloved member of the family and they just wanted to push it a little bit more. Mm, I've used the original OG Nectar ah, quite tell me, a lot, mate. Tell me about that, because I've actually... I've never used Nectar, but I'm pretty aware of all the other not, I, isotope stuff. Yeah. Well, um, the first thing to say is... Uh, the interface used to be a lot more ugly and brown, um, and kind of like browny yellow. Brown, brown is the color of plugins, isn't not? Is isn't that what all successful plugins? Uh, the, go no, with? these days it's grey, mate. Maybe Everything's grey. Avocado needs to make a comeback. Avocado plugins. Do you, I want some more blue, mate. I like blue. Blue go is with, good. Go, go with the stuff in my studio as I think, well. I think red's a bit too offensive. It's a bit too. It's a bit too stark. I don't like looking at red plugins, mate. But what what do you say about white? I I've always wanted to see more white. Um. Yeah. Well, Weiss I thought had a beautiful interface, ah, okay. didn't it? Yeah. That was that's gorgeous. Anyway. Anywho, um, back, yeah, yeah. back to Nectar. Back Nectar to Nectar three. So the reason I used to use it was it has a pitch correction module, um, and I didn't have auto tune, so mm. I would use that. Um, and it works kind of like you can have it just like an auto tune thing. You can have like it can do some melodyne uh, slash auto tune style graphical stuff as well. And yeah, it was perfectly usable. I got some very interesting effects on it running like a sax line or something through there. Right. And it made it just sound like some weird abstract instrument or whatever. So I was pretty keen on it. So and all the other built in modules seemed, you know, cool and good. The philosophy is that it's a vocal plugin and it's like a 
almost a vocal channel strip, am I right? Yeah, exactly. Modules, I'm just trying to look at the list of modules. It's got it's got pitch, it's got compression, it's got gating, it's got harmony, which I assume is a sort of auto-harmony thing. It's got EQ. What else has it got in there now? <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> Dynamic EQ has got follow EQ mode, auto-level mode. It sounds like it's continuing the isotope trend of just making stuff easier for mm. everybody, which is probably good. <clears throat> yeah, it's got. Uh, apparently, it comes with the RX7 breath control plugin, which is decent for a. Um, well, that's nice for a vocal plugin. Uh, and yeah, like you're saying, dynamic EQ is in there, and it's also got the relay plugin, which allows isotope. Uh, packages to talk to each other. Yeah, they've really got that synergy going on. I mean, I'm not sure how much I'd like. I'd, so I did that feature um, for a video. I, I checked it out and everything. And it does seem pretty cool. And the visual mixing, I think, is, you know, a decent, decent enough idea. Um, I don't know how much I'd use that stuff in real life. But it's nice mm. they've got that synergy going on, man. They're yeah. Really, I think they're doing, they're doing a really good job. Um, it's... They've also got this assistant thing, which is basically just like you get in Neutron and now RX and now Nectar, where you can sort of click the assistant and it will analyze and come up with suggestions and then you can tweak those suggestions. And that's all great, but here's the problem. Lurking at Nectar 3, I'm starting to realize that they're all looking very, very similar. Yeah, man, they all—they're all grey. Next, well, not grey with little bits of colour. Not just the greyness, but the layout and how you've got the module chain on top, and they all look very similar. You got the meters to the right. What's are, the problem? Well, standardization, bro, isn't it? Neutron and ozone also look like that. So you got nectar, neutron, and ozone all looking very much the same. I'm sure they're doing different processing and everything, but I would want a slightly different sort of setup because psychologically, it makes you think, well, I've got this thing, and then I've got this thing which looks exactly the same but does different stuff, and I've got this thing which looks exactly the same mm. and does different stuff. That's that's where I'm starting to come down on this, because, I, you know... You, th- not- you think it should all be in one thing? I know it sounds bad. No, no, I'm not. I, I think it should be in separate things, but for the sake of it, the interfaces should be laid out differently. And I, I know that sounds ridiculous. No, that's insanity, James. aesthetically minded... But when three things look the same, but do different things, but they look the same. I think this is your own psychological issue. And I think any reasonable human would love the standardization. I don't know. Would you truly feel that you're getting your money's worth if you had these three things that were basically looked the same, even though you knew they did different things? I, I tell you what, mate, I much prefer the interfaces now than how they used to look. I prefer this to be a sort of, like, yeah, channel strip. Actually, this do you is know the what? I closest. Think, I think the look peaked with maybe like five ozone five or six. Uh-huh. It, it, they do kind of look a bit bland now. How can we solve this problem, James? <sighs> I don't know. I'd like, I, I really, I feel like an idiot saying. <laughs> well, you should. Did I just say, for the sake of it, change the interface? Nah, I got it. I'm going to disagree. Just for differentiation. Anyway, those are our opinions. Wow, these right? are really strong opinions. This is a hill I'm prepared to die on, by the way. <laughs> so watch out. Now, Moby, 
is back again. Do you remember when we were at the bleeding edge of uh, music journalism and covered him uh, selling his... Um, his hat. He his, sold his well, sombreros. sold a bunch of synths and his sombreros. Yeah. And we were trying to cover the auction on the day that it happened. That's so bleeding edge, mate. It didn't happen until the evening. And yeah, man. Because we're pros. We are. We will do anything for the <laughs> sake of journalism. Apart except, from working the evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Mr. Moby, John Moby, right? Yeah. Again, he's he's at it again. He is selling, this time, not his synth collection, but his drum machine collection. Yeah. Uh, close to 200 drum machines. No one man needs that many drum machines. Yeah. It makes you wonder how he how he gathered all those drum machines. Maybe he just did it when They're they... probably in his mum's loft, mate. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, what, she, she's she was... a notorious beat maker. <laughs> so are you suggesting that he stole these drum machines? I'm not suggesting anything. Anyway, again, the proceeds <laughs> for this auction will go to the Physicians Committee for responsible medicine, you know, because so many of us have uh, woken from major surgery to find a pair of sunglasses lodged in our abdomen. Oh, man. So it's good to make sure that the uh, the doctors are and physicians are, are just generally responsible. So uh, good, good to see Moby uh, taking care of things like that. Yeah, man. I mean, he's giving up his drum sounds for American people to have their <laughs> tubes snipped properly. So yeah, fair enough. So uh, you know, he's he's offered a little quote. He's doing this, by the way, on Reverb on the Reverb shop, um, and it's already mostly happened. A lot of them are sold. Uh, let me just give you a bit of background from uh, John Moby himself. <laughs> he says, "I've always been a little obsessed with drum machines." In oh, fact, man, you're making me cry, James. In fact, I've always been a lot obsessed with drum machines. Oh, man. Over the years, I presumptuously believe that I have come up with the largest collection of analog drum machines in the world. Let me stop you right there, Moby. If you've got the premier collection of drum machines in the world, why have you not been meticulously sampling them for the good of humanity? Yeah. If you're so good, yeah. quote unquote. Well, what do you say to that, Moby? Take take a listen to this. He says there are hundreds of them, and I loved each and every one of them. <laughs> I hope that if you buy them, you love them as much as I oh, did. Oh man, please, I see. Please take care of my babies. Now, what kind of monster would sell his babies that he supposedly loves? Yeah, Moby. Is an evil man. I think it's fair <laughs> enough to say. What do you? What do you say? Yeah, I think I, I don't want any part of this auction. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you can you can play the not devil's advocate, but of course I'm taking the piss. Um, <laughs> let's let's go and browse through the official Moby shop on okay. on Reverb.com and uh, have a look at what's still there. Now the things that are still there appear uh, at the top. You have things like the Korg Mini Pops SR120. Uh, non-functioning Korg Mini Pops, but the Mini Pops was a cool sort of pre, uh, pre-CR drum machine, I believe, uh, Japanese thingy. Um, Nomad Time Tuner, Multivox FR8L I rhythm. I don't know what any of these things are, mate. No, me neither, but I, I'm perfectly <laughs> happy to pretend that I do. Got, what about skateboards? You can hit that on something and make a drum sound. Yeah, true. Electric true. flipper pinball game. That's like a real cheap pinball game, and it's 450 quid. Now, I'm no expert in drum machines, but a lot of these have very funny names. Like the Nomad Time Tapper. 
Yeah, sick. I, I do love tapping time. Yeah, man. Oh, this Alesis MMT8 multi-track. I, I'm surprised that's so cheap and that no one's uh, bought it. There's a non-functioning Welton Supermatic S12. Okay. I don't know what that is. Me neither, but it's got a name that Super is fun section. to say. The Welson Supermatic. Yeah. Oh, you can get his mouse pad for 40 quid. Moby's mu- That's a bargain. Like... He's mixing up a bunch of random things to pad out the auction. To, li- to mouse pad out the auction, mate. Yeah. A Boss DR3. It's only 75 quid. Owned by Moby. Is it sold, though? It's sold. Oh, God, okay. They're all yeah, sold once okay. you get past the second page. Oh, fair enough. Well, I don't did want any of the stuff on the first page, mate. I mean, it's it's um it's a shame they're sold, but I'm glad uh, they'll be going to good homes. These babies, eleven point seven grand for a Chamberlain Rhythmate owned by Moby. Yeah, and there's going to be a bunch uh, more responsible physicians in this world, which is what really matters. That is what matters. Oh well, good work, everyone involved. Get yourself an overpriced drum machine, kids. Okay, so Ableton recently released the Probability Pack. What is the probability this is an interesting story, James? Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to mess with. Okay. So these are step sequences and, quote, idea generators uh, <laughs> for randomization, generative, and stuff like that. So um, Ableton say they are for unpredictable output uh, outcomes. You've got five probability uh, modules. Melodic probability, which is a sequencer. Uh, rhythmic probabilities, which is a sequencer. Probability, <laughs> okay. probability ARP, which is an arpeggiator. Step divider, which is a polyphonic sequencer where each step can be divided into any number of smaller subdivisions for glitchy and chaotic results. Oh, It looks like a Tenorion. Basically, all, most of this being done with sort of one note or at least one note at a time. And things are all going through mangling and it's coming up with nice sort of, what, nice Flippy, little tunes, I guess. Leads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll do. I mean, I'm not so interested in the probability aspect. Generally, I really like to uh, know what's going to happen and when. Um, but sometimes it's cool to mess things up. So, yeah, and, and it seems like the push integration is really good. Turns it into something like a probabilistic Tenorion. And it seems like, you, you know, you've got a control for the probability, so you can just use it as a rather nice step sequencer. Oh, look at that craziness. Yeah. Embrace chaos. You know I embrace chaos, mate. So, yeah, why not? I mean, like, using a dedicated sequencer plugin is pretty cool to do. Uh, often it can sort of, you know... It's not that everything from one sequencer sounds the same, but it can they can get a bit samey if they're not careful with their design. Um, well, I think 
it depends on the notes you put in. And I guess if you've got a bit of randomization in there, this could be a cool tool for people to do something a little bit different. Mm, I guess one problem is always with the sort of hold length of a step. If you just <clears throat> put it to to the basic um, step time, then you'll just have a sort of blippy like dun, 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 dun. And what you want is a few notes held for a longer time if you want something approaching a melody. Yes, this is true. Not I mean, that these things can't do that, because they can, but it, it when you introduce the randomness to that, it can be a bit problematic. Well, I think the basically, random patterns sound best when they're little blippy loops or whatever, or acid lines, for example. So I think that's right. probably what people are going to use it for, really. Maybe what should be made is um, something where you've got like an XY and obviously the X-axis does rhythm and you can sort the probability of your rhythm and the Y-axis does melody and you can sort the probability of the notes. So you basically got two different types of sequences in one, one mm. at the bottom, one on the left, and you're, you're randomizing both or probability basing both at the same well time. it says here that you can set the probability of the event pitch and octave of each step yeah um, but that i mean you can well that's with the melodic probability and the with the rhythmic pos- uh, probability which is the pol- polyphonic sequence so you can do the probability of the velocity length and event of each step so it sounds that sounds like what you're kind of after um sort of but you know maybe a separate sequencer for each okay potentially or a different way of sequencing each, um, rather than tying the two together. But Ableton's always gone very well with sort of probability-based randomness and stuff like that. Like all the um, all the MIDI processors in it, there, there's the chance module, for example, or the random module, and you can sort of hook that up to a lot of things and um, make little chains of generative goodness. So sure, you could make something like this on your own out of lots of little bits, but that's not the point, is it? Uh, no, not really. Um, and it's free as well, which is nothing to sneeze at. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably going to be, if you're interested in that sort of stuff, I think it's going to be well well worthwhile checking out, yeah. uh, especially for the great, great price of free. And obviously the, um, the problem with probability tools is that uh, if you go too far, you can't get a good thing back. Um, if you well, want to print what you've got, basically. Well, yeah, but uh, you can control that probability level. So, And it'll presumably these things output MIDI as well. So yeah. if you've done something cool, um, I'm sure there'll be a way to get to that gorgeous MIDI in live, maybe with a MIDI capture. Yeah, true, true. MIDI capture would be, would be about right if you're recording it to begin with. Or maybe MIDI capture is just your controller. I'm not sure. Oh my god, you're right. Well, you're going to want to be recording your MIDI that comes out of this, I would imagine, is a sensible way in case it comes up with some kind of genius that you can't Mm. replicate. Yeah. Well, anyway, Probability Pack is in sweet versions of Live. Ableton Ableton Live? Ableton Live 10 Suite. I think it's definitely worth checking out if you've got push, just because it looks cool. Just turn everything to 100%, press play, sit back and relax, mate. Yeah. Let the machines do the work. Let me introduce you to this new plugin. It is by Eplex 7 DSP. I've suffered from Eplex 7 DSP, mate, and it is a no laughing matter, let me tell you. It is called Psy Speaking Synth 1. 
Oh, well, that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's make sure there's going to be a two. Uh, <laughs> it's VST and AU, and it can also be used as an expansion library in the Eplex Seven Free Player, which we've all got on our. Oh, okay. Wow, I'm learning a lot today. So this is basically a bunch of side trance speaking synths, mm-hmm. and um, it's a bit crazy, uh, but it, it's it's crazy cool as well. Okay. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Do you want to check out the video? I really do. Let's make it happen. Already, mate. Ooh. <laughs> what is it saying? Disturbing, right? It's real disturbing. I'm trying to work out how you control it, but they don't like the controls seem really basic. Is this just like a sample library? I guess so. It's it's got sort of it's got a few controls. It's got an amplitude envelope. It's got some reverb glides, filter stuff, and you're basically triggering them with a, a touch of the key. I would imagine this is samples because it only costs eight euro. Yeah, eight, eight euro is a is a fine price. It seems like you get a handful of presets. Also, got a very disturbing picture right in the center of the interface. I'm finding it entrancing, mates. Oh. Okay, I think that's enough of that, mate. Oh my god, this demo goes on for six minutes and fifty seconds. Well, let's move swiftly on to the next plugin. Okay, thank God. What is this? This is the Elka Panther. Have you ever heard rawr, of? Uh, never heard of the Elka Panther? No, never. Yeah, it's a classic synth. Why don't you play the video and check it oh, out? Okay. Another plugin replicating an entirely different synthy effect. Ooh. <laughs> It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. To go from a side trance synth to the Elka Panther. So I'm assuming this is an instrument from the 60s, is it? Yep. Italian combo organ. Nice. Of the 60s. It's based on the Elka Panther 300 organ, also known as the Capri, don't you know? Oh, the Capri. How sporty. It's a sportier version of the uh, bigger organs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're rocking out in a psychedelic fashion. Now, can you guess how much this is? I've just looked at the price, so um, let's not play that game. 150 it's... European clams. That's... Oh, yeah. As um, a regular price. It's 149 euro clams, mate. Okay, oh, no, 149. Oh, Reg is... Okay, so it's on sale for $115 um, or 99 euro clams. The regular price is $173.5 uh, dollars or 149 euro clams. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a saving there. Yeah. Okay, give it a pause. So that's a radically uh, big change of pace there between the Psytrance singing synth yeah. and the Elka Panther emulation. But question for you, Tim. Mm. What would these two things sound like if you played them together? 
uh, I think that the Elka Panther would... You would not really notice it when you had the sinister voice of Psytrance speaking from a giant Easter Island head I, directly I in your face. You should you should open the Dropbox. Oh my god, no, really? Holy shit. Bang in. <laughs> Jaunty, right? Yeah. Oh, kind of mitigates the effect of the scariness. They kind of balance each other out. Now this is a mashup I can get with. So how did you make this? <laughs> <laughs> how did how did you make this? <laughs> I very quickly knocked it up. With, with the instruments? Or did you just like sample the audio from the demos? Uh, I just sampled the audio from nice. the demos. It's banging, man. Mmm. <laughs> I think this could be a new style that you've invented. Yeah. Elkatrance. Yeah. Oh, come bring the organ back, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> you should be rightfully proud of this. It's a triumph. Nice. Great work, man. All the kids are going to be listening to that. Yeah, definitely. That's the sound of 2019, guys. You heard it here first. Yeah, I think we should should be mashing up ridiculously new and ridiculously old things together. And come up with some kind of, I don't know, MILF? Yeah. Cougar? It would be MILF Step. MILF Step. Brilliant. Copyright that. (laughs) Copyright that. (laughs) Okay, so I played with the uh, the Roland Cloud's new JX3P, James. Ah, okay. So, how would you like it? It seems fine. Um, it's a, a cheap early 80s keyboard. Um, they'd started to incorporate some digital elements, but it was predominantly analog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds cool. The main thing I noticed was you can ter- you can do very fast LFO modulation of the pitch cutoff, and the sound doesn't kind of break up as much as uh, some like other older school synths. So yeah, is that uh, going audio rate? Mm-hmm. Audio rate? No, well, no, nah, not really. But you can go well, yeah, a bit basically, but not. It's not nothing like you haven't got any crazy FM stuff in there, really. Um, but it seems cool. There's some all right patches in there, but it's kind of a basic older synth. It's like it's kind of like I think it's got something like one oscillator or something. But there is some. It makes nice sounds, nice pads. So yeah, especially if you into your older school techno sounds. You do love your rolling pads. I really do, mate. So uh, yeah, if you're like me and you like a nice smooth rolling pad, this is one to check out. I think, I think I, I'm also heavily into pads. I think you and I should do a pad workshop. The podcast. Yeah, sounds good. Tim, would you like to explain what we're about to do? We're about to do an incredibly scientific test of four major soundware providers. Now, what's the rationale behind this? What what were you doing in the last couple of weeks that... Uh... Yeah, I was making a... Um... A, a, a synth pop sort of track and I needed some... That, that's at least what you say you were doing. Well, yeah. Okay, look. 
I just wanted to hear some whip noises and maybe chain noises. But anyway, I noticed that when I was uh, looking for whip noises on a, on a certain website, I wasn't really getting the results I was looking for. So I thought we should do a kind of a taste test, a whip- maybe a blind taste test. Maybe maybe I can play you some sounds and you can shut your eyes yeah. and tell me which ones you like the most. Yeah, that would be a good idea. We can do a whip around it. Oh, my God. Okay, this is uh, cancelled. Okay, so what sites are we demoing whip sounds from? The four sites are Splice, the famous Splice. Uh-huh. Noise. Noise. Um, Native Instruments, Sounds.com. Sounds.com. And Loop Cloud, which Loop is Loop Masters. Do you have to repeat everything I say immediately after I say it? Immediately after <laughs> oh you say it. Oh my god! Um, I'm going to make this really punishing for you now. Um, so we're going to start with one at random. Have you random. got your eyes closed? Uh, no, no you haven't. <clears throat> Close okay. your eyes. Give me the whip. Okay, here is some whip. Whip, whip, whip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me okay. keep going. Keep Try your eyes shut. Again. Keep your eyes. Oh, now that's oh. what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. oh you like that? Uh, oh, oh, it's not hitting. It's not hitting. Oh, oh it's getting so close to you. Oh. oh. Ah. Ah. Whipping. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh, how was that for you? Oh. Um, I think they were all... There was, Keep your eyes closed. There was. Let me let me review the low of whip sounds that you just played me. There was a good variety and diversity of whip sounds. The ones, um, the ones that hit the target, as it were, on my on my bare legs, mm. were um, impactful and and. Pa- oh! oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was an accident. And painful enough <laughs> to uh, to provide spice in a track. I I really I thought I. Would have expected a lot less uh, from searching a random, random sample library for whip sounds. I, I'm giving all of those the thumbs up and the range as a whole a thumbs up. So how if you had to score out of 10? Um, well, I, I need something to compare it to. Okay, okay. Uh, why do but, you why do you give it an average like seven to start with? And then well, no, can... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a nine because I think that was that was a really good quality okay. range of whip okay. sounds. Fair enough. Fair enough. Should we move on to the next one? Okay, next one. Candidate Pre- B. Prepare yourself, <laughs> and I mean physically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it kind of gives away which one this is because of the protection that they put on the sounds. Oh, you like that? I'm gonna cap whips. I'm. <laughs> nah. I'm not even feeling these. Okay, what do yeah, you reckon? I'm not. I'm not as um as enthusiastic about that lot of whips um you know there are a couple of decent ones but i think a lot of them some of them were a bit too extreme like you know oh, okay can can i just get a standard whip sound please like the one you the ones you played before there were standards and there are slightly left field ones but these all felt either very left field or very right field if i can say that yeah oh i totally know what you mean okay. I'm, I'm actually giving those a six out of ten okay cool we're gonna head on to the next one now are you ready Mm-hmm. I can't even feel these. 
They're not even making contact. That was that, a bit much. That was a boom. Nope, not a whip. Oh, yeah, maybe there's a whip and a boom. That's getting a bit kinky. Shattered now. glass there. No, that's a synth. Mm. What the hell was that? Ah! Okay, that one hit the target. Okay, we'll have one more. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, okay, that sounded like saying? the jungle book or something. No, um... <laughs> no, there was like one whip in there. Okay. I'm well, going to give it... I'm going to give it a harsh four out of ten. Okay, fair enough. Okay, final one now, James. You ready? Yep. Mmm. Ooh. Oh. Huh? Oh. Nope. Oh. Oh, foreign trips, foreign whips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. That's not a whip. Sounds like suction cups. <laughs> mm. We started off strong, but it's not so many yeah. whips here. Whip. 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 Oof. No. Okay, I think that's enough. Well, yeah, there were a few uh, relevant ones at the start. Um, <clears throat> so not not a huge collection, but there were some actual whips there. I'm going to give that one a solid 7 out of 10. Okay. Okay. So would you like to have it revealed to you what I think, they were? I think you should just reveal to me the, the top one. Okay. Well, the top one was Splice, b- believe it or well, not. Oh, okay. That, I... I liked all those whips. I uh, you can take those on me <clears throat> any time of day. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, there's there's a lot of varied material out there, but yeah, definitely the splice ones that you played me first, that was some good whipping. Okay, well splice is the winner today. Well and truly whipped. Tim, have you enjoyed learning about the latest and greatest music software? It's been entertaining to a mild degree. I don't feel like I've really learned anything that's going to change my life. You've been clutching a hot water bottle throughout this entire episode, haven't you? That's because uh, British Gas have left me without gas for a week. And I looked up what their profits were last year. A mere half a billion pounds, mate. Okay, I think everything's working out well in the world. Yeah, yeah, things things are definitely going in the right direction, mate. So, well, if we're still alive in two (laughs) weeks' time... We'll catch you for another episode of Appetite for Production. Remember to scavenge hard, citizens.